Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number three. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and of course, this podcast is devoted to helping you become more effective, more productive, and maybe even more profitable in your business by learning how to delegate things more effectively through the use of a virtual assistant. I think I almost have that down to where it sounds like I actually have it planned out to what I'm going to say when, when I actually launch this podcast. Anyway, folks, I'm excited to be back here. Again, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I love the fact that I have the ability to come to you today and share with you a little bit more from my experience of using a virtual assistant because it literally has, and, and I know this sounds so cliche, and, and there are so many things that have changed my life. Uh, recently, uh, in the, at least in the past couple of years, my life is so different now than it was three years ago, five years ago. It's always changing. And a lot of it has to do with technology. A lot of it has to do with just so many different things. But having a virtual assistant, believe it or not, has changed my life. And for the better, I might add, uh, today's show, I'm going to kind of share with you a little bit about whether or not a virtual assistant will be a good fit for, uh, well, a couple different aspects here. To get things kicked off, we're going to turn to our first call of the day, which, by the way, I want to say thank you again to all of you who have called in your questions and left comments on the blog over at virtualassistantpodcast.com. And of course, if you want to give us a call anytime, you can, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, area code 859 seven nine five four zero six seven i do encourage you to do what troy did and that is to give us a call with your question here's troy take it away hi cliff this is troy calling from kentucky and i have a a va question for you Um, i'm going to have a need for a va and my specific need would be very project focused something that total would be about 25 hours and that would be the life of the project now other projects may pop up you know into the future but is it possible to, uh, you know, work with work with them to just get a, a project of a specific length of time, uh, rather than from what you've described, you know, your relationship is it's ongoing month, to, you know, you know, for months with a minimum number of hours. Uh, thanks so much for answering my question, Troy. Thank you very much for your question and to answer your question. Yes. It is possible. In fact, it's, I'm going to say this is one of the benefits of hiring a virtual assistant over hiring an employee. Uh, you know, like you have all, I guess you have all these stores uh, during Christmas time, all the retail outlets, they hire seasonal help. Um, and, and I can't imagine what life must be like for an employer that, you know, brings somebody on, has them work their rear ends off for three months, and then all of a sudden has to kind of say, well, you know, it was nice to meet you. Now go away. <laughs> or, you know, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to let you go now. I mean, it, the, I can't imagine what that would be like. Well, here's the situation with a virtual assistant. It's, it's communicated up front what the amount of time that you're going to need their services for. It, you, it, it's kind of like, 
you, you can actually say, you know, hey, here's the project. And I understand that that's the same in retail. You know, you, there's that, you know, expectation. But I think in the mind of some of those people that go to these retail places, they think, well, you know, this is how some people get started. And I'm going to just work so hard, work my way to the top. I want to be hired on full time. Well, really, I don't think that you have to worry about that mindset so much with a virtual assistant because virtual assistants, well, number one, they're not just working for you. They're working for multiple people uh, in in most scenarios. I, I'm sure that there are uh, virtual assistants out there that actually their full-time career is working for one person. And, and in fact, I see that as a potential for a lot of people. But for what you're talking about, uh, Troy, if you had a project that required 25 to 30 hours worth of work, um, certainly the virtual assistant that you're going to find is going to uh, know that ahead of time. And they're not going, I mean, you're not going to be the only source of income for that virtual assistant. At least I would suggest that you find a virtual assistant that that's not the case. Uh, But instead, you know, somebody that's so valuable in the work that they do uh, that they actually do have quite a bit of other projects that they're working on. But yeah, that. so first and foremost, yes, you can hire, you can actually hire a virtual assistant to do a project for as little as five hours. Or I, I would imagine you could probably find, if you looked hard enough, you could probably say, you know what, I have a project that literally would take about two hours for somebody to do. It'd take me 10 minutes to show them how to do it. And, uh, you know, I I bet you they could do this. I mean, anybody could do this probably in their sleep, but it'd take about two hours worth of work. Well, it's in those instances where I think that, you know, you hear about these virtual assistants do work for like three or four or five bucks an hour, something like that. I, I have no doubt that you could even find somebody to do, you know, a tedious two hour long task, one off job. And those people would be happy for that work. And they probably do work like that for folks all day long. So there, there are, that's the, this industry, the virtual assistant industry is so vast that, yeah, there, it, it, there is, I think that probably there is a virtual assistant to almost fit every need you might have in this area. Um, now you mentioned, you know, is it possible to have a virtual assistant, uh, on, you know, for a project uh, basis on a project basis versus a retainer like what I have. And to be honest with you, I, I was kind of shocked. I I thought, you know, virtual assistants were all, you know, one-on-one, you know, one contracted piece of work at a time that, that, that was my, that was my assumption was that was the only way that, you know, this whole virtual assistant thing worked. And it wasn't until I came across Andrea that I learned that there was this, you know, the whole concept of having a retainer where you basically you you sign up on a contract and you say listen I want to I want to have you at a lower cost per hour but the you know in return for that lower cost of per hour I'm actually going to um pay you a guaranteed minimum of 20 hours per month and when I saw that option it kind of freaked me out at first I'm like well first of all I'm not good at delegating anything I'm a total control freak how on earth Am I going to be able to find 20 hours worth of work for you to do? Well, my friends, it's not been, but uh, I guess maybe four, actually, yeah, it's almost been a complete four months now. And I'm already at the point where, you know, I'm running out of my 20 hours uh, in the last week of each month. 
and uh, usually at the beginning of the week. So I so I'm, I'm on the verge of either extending the number of hours there or, or, or doing some other things. You know, I, I'll, I'll kind of keep you guys posted on that. But here's the situation. I want to tell you one of the benefits. Now, Troy, obviously you have a project in mind and, and, and that's the way you want to go. That's great. But for those of you who are out there and you're dabbling with this idea of, man, it would be nice to have somebody for ongoing help. Uh, but I'd rather test it out, you know, hire somebody for 15 hours and then kind of just see how it works out um, and and use those 15 hours over the course of, you know, maybe six to eight weeks or something like that. Um, or, or maybe even maybe that's your idea is that you're just going to test it out. I, I, I want to just say this. I am so glad I jumped headfirst into a retainer package because the fact that I paid I think it was, I don't know, $380 for 20 hours. I, I'm not great at math. I, I let my virtual assistant do that for me. Uh, but anyway, I, I think I paid like $380 for the first month of my service with with Andrea. And and here's the situation. I had 20 hours of her time for the course of that first month. And I had no idea how to delegate anything. Well, by golly, the fact that I had already paid for her services, you better believe it put me in a place where I desperately wanted to find work for her to do. And I am so glad because I needed that motivation because I was, when I hired her, I was at a place in my business where there's just no way that I would have had time to carve out of my schedule to train her, to teach her, to delegate these tasks to her. But because there was a financial thing on the line where I've already invested in this service, it put me on, it gave me the motivation I needed to actually follow through with the delegation. And I'm glad that it was a commitment, you know, not just of one month, but it was an ongoing monthly contract that I had signed. Now, I will give you a little insight into how my contract works. And, and I, you know, I, here, here's how it works. Basically, I sign on for a monthly contract and I think I have to sign it for a year, but there is a cancellation clause. I can cancel at any time, but I, I have to give 30 days notice. So, um, so I was I was on the hook when I first signed on with Contemporary VA, uh, which, by the way, are the sponsors in full disclosure are the sponsors for this podcast. I'll mention them again in the future of this episode. But anyway, when I signed on to Contemporary VA, I knew for a fact when I signed that contract, I was I was on the hook for a minimum of 60 days a minimum of 60 days because I knew that I had, you know, I had already signed up for the first month. And if at the end of the first month, I didn't like it, I would have to say at that point in time, I would say, Hey, I don't think this is going to work out for me. And then I knew I was going to be out the next month that $380. But guess what? I'm so glad I signed up for that commitment level because it really forced me and motivated me to delegate my work. And today my life is changed for the better. But again, Troy, I'm not suggesting that that's what you need to do. Obviously, you have a project in mind. And yes, the answer to your question is it it is available to you. Um, those Just hiring a VA for that project period of time. All right, I'm going to turn next to an email that I got from Jim. Or no, not Jim, it's Joe uh, looking here. Anyway, uh, Joe writes in and this is what he says. He says, thanks for reminding me that you kicked off this new podcast uh, or should I thank Andrea? Anyway, I've got two, op- uh, two questions for you. 
One, I'm a pastor. So business-related work would be in the religious setting. I'm specifically thinking about project slash team management. What specific or what special things would I need to consider when hiring a virtual assistant? All right, so that's his first question. So basically, he's a pastor, and in a religious, uh, you know, faith-based setting, he wants to hire on a virtual assistant in that kind of line of work for project management and team management. And he wants to know what what um, he should consider uh, when when looking for a VA. And I'll answer that question in just a moment. His second, he says, when I get back home from Africa, which he's on a mission trip there in, in Africa, uh, he says, I could really use a life manager. I have the typical church work, a doctrinal program. Um, let's see here. Speaking engagements, premarital counseling, and weddings for couples outside of the church setting all while trying to be a good husband a fa- and a father. I am one of those personality types where I'm great at the big picture, public speaking and all that other relational stuff, but I lose countless hours trying to prioritize and sort out all the details of my life. What would be a good place for me to start uh, to have a, a VA step in? Well, Joe, Wow. First and foremost, I thank you for your question. And this is a great topic. You know, would a virtual assistant be a good fit for a pastor? You know, certainly when, you know, it's been years since I was in that in, in that uh, field. And uh, that may be news to some of you, but uh, many years ago, I used to be an associate pastor of a Nazarene church. And so I am familiar with the pastoral setting and the church setting. I've been involved in churches and in ministry most of my life now. And I have been in small churches where the membership of the congregation is about 20 to 30 in size. And I've been um, a cell or small group pastor of a mega church with about, you know, 5,500 people in attendance on the weekend. So I've been involved in a lot of settings in the in the uh, pastoral fields. So, Joe, I think that I, I can come to you with some confidence uh, in answering your questions. Uh, first of all, you know, when you ask uh, what are some specific things I need to consider when hiring a VA for this type of project management and team management in a faith-based setting such as the church, uh, first and foremost, I would consider making sure that whoever I hire as a virtual assistant shares my values and principles uh, in, you know, it, it, it's just a hands down. I definitely would want to hire a Christian who, who, you know, shares my vision, shares my passion. I, it, it is, it is, it's, it's mission critical. Um, you, you can't bring somebody onto a team to lead a team in the vision that you have for where you're going with this ministry without that virtual assistant sharing that vision. And uh, it's one of the things that I was extremely blessed with, with my virtual assistant, Andrea. Uh, I I mean, obviously this might be a bit of a stretch, but I think, Joe, you might even agree that what what gspn.tv is, we're a ministry. I mean, hands down, I, I believe that we are a ministry. And I believe that in a way I fill a sort of a pastoral role. And I very much am managing a lot of projects or quote unquote podcasts and also a lot of team management, which is, you know, my co-hosts and and working with the community that I have. Uh, so, I mean, in very much, I mean, it for me, this is is a very important thing for me to consider. And when I brought people when I bring people on to be co-hosts for my podcasts, 
Um, I've always tried to find folks who share my same uh, values and principles when it comes to my Christian faith. Not necessarily that gspn.tv is a ministry that's trying to proselytize the world and turn everybody into Christians, but but obviously I come at what I do from a faith-based perspective. Uh, not necessarily to 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 push it, but to 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 be it, to live it, and I want my content of gspn.tv to be reflective of that. And when that when I considered hiring a virtual assistant, it was important to me to find somebody if if I want to to make somebody like this a part of my team, uh, and somebody who by golly might lead and and manage my team then heck yeah, I definitely want somebody who shares my value, values and principles. And specifically what I'm saying is I, I'd, I'd definitely hire somebody that would be a Christian and, and somebody who would even align with your own personal uh, theology based upon your church and stuff. I think that's a very important thing to consider there. Uh, and by the way, there are virtual assistants to fill that need as well. Um, they they are out there. Um, so I would continue, I would actually search. And by the way, you when hiring a virtual assistant, and especially if you're thinking of somebody like this to bring on as a team member or, or as an ongoing basis, I mean, you literally interview these folks just like you would interview somebody that you would hire as an employee. So so it's very much the similar in that uh, aspect of it. Anyway, some other things that I would consider is the skill set of the virtual assistant that you're looking to hire. Uh, you know, obviously, you're talking about bringing somebody at a very high level of of uh, team membership and part team management and participation in your organization. So I would certainly make sure that after I found somebody who shared my values and principles, that they're also somebody who has the who has extensive. Uh, experience and skills in project and team management. And, you know, here's here's the other thing. Um, I don't have all of Andrea's uh, things in front of me right now because I'm just now thinking of, the, of this off the top of my head. But if I'm not mistaken, I mean, it, you could actually read Andrea's bio and it would blow your mind the amount of education and experience that she brings to the table um, for for me personally. And there, you know, it, it's it's basically somewhere along the lines of if I was to actually look, be looking to hire her as an employee and I looked at her at her um, her resume, I'm like, man, I just don't know if I could I don't know if I could actually pay her enough with what I have here as the resources of my business to have somebody with her experience and her education and her background uh, as a, as an employee. But as as a virtual assistant, she's able to bring all that to the table, not just to me, but to multiple people. And it makes it very affordable. But here's the situation. She's got some great experience and education in the area of, of business administration. And I tell you, that is so valuable to me. And I would make sure that you have somebody who, when you hire them as a VA, or if you hire them as a VA, that they have project management and team management experience and that they're bringing that to the table for you already. Um, also, given my my experience in the church, both large and small, I know that uh, another thing to consider is going to be the cost of your virtual assistant. Um, I, I just know that you got to get things approved through the budget. And of course, that goes through a church board. And that's uh, not always a fun thing to even consider. And maybe you could even have your virtual assistant negotiate those kind of things for you in the future. Uh, anyway, and the, the other thing that I would say is maybe something to consider is is location might be something 
that you might want to think about. Um, obviously, we've talked about having a domestic here, uh, virtual assistant here in the States. We've also talked about having, um, you know, offshore virtual assistants in other countries. Uh, certainly, there's a lot that can be done, done in the area of project and team management uh, from, you know, remotely. However, I would say, you know, don't discount the idea that you might have a virtual assistant that lives in close proximity to you. And uh, so that that could be an idea uh, situation as well to be able to, to, you know, go and meet people face to face on your behalf and to lead meetings and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's very possible. I mean, it, it, that's the other thing I want to say here is, is don't limit your understanding of what how big this can be for you and how how customizable, if that's a word, it can be for you as well. Let me turn to your second question. Life management is an excellent topic. I mean, obviously, I'm leading a, uh, a community of tens of thousands of people around the world producing, uh, well, I've produced well over 2,000 podcast episode co- episodes out there. I manage a business of podcast consulting and coaching and all these other things. But not only not only do I do all of that, but I'm also a dad and a follower, father of three myself. And so certainly I understand the desire to, uh, you know, stay involved in the big picture stuff. This is the big picture stuff, by the way, is that, you know, it, for me, it's kind of like that. It's it's like working on things and not just in them. It, it's kind of like having the ability to have time to plan for what are the next big steps? What are the next big projects I want to work on? What, where, you know, designing my life, designing the time with my family. Where do, what do I want to focus on in my family? Where do I want to focus on in my ministry? Where do I want to focus on in my business? Where do I want to focus on in my, my personal health and fitness and, and all of these other things? And, and sometimes it's very difficult for us to focus on all of those things because we're so busy managing the day to day tasks of our lives. Uh, and 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 I love exactly how you worded this. Um, you said you're great at all these, uh, you know, the big picture stuff, relational things, but you lose countless hours trying to prioritize and sort out all the details. I have been there. I'm still there. Even even after four months, I'm still sitting here holding on, grasping to control over so many aspects of my day-to-day life that I've still not yet effectively delegated to my virtual assistant. But I want to tell you, a virtual assistant is going to be great for you there. So you said, uh, would that be a good place for a virtual assistant to step in, this life management aspect? Yes, First and foremost, here's what you do. Of course, these are just my suggestions, but you can take them for what you will. Number one, get rid of your calendar. Don't you, you no longer manage your own calendar. All right. So basically, you hire a virtual assistant. And, and by the way, this virtual assistant could both, this, you could, act, I mean, judging by what you have here, Joe, you could ha- hire a virtual assistant and it could be all of the above. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the team management, project management, and, and your life management all in one. And that's what Andrea really is for me right now. Uh, she, and, and, and I'll get into more of that in future episodes, but here's the, here's the thing. Number one, Turn your calendar over to your virtual assistant. I would suggest making use of Google Calendar. 
uh, instead of Outlook or anything that's on your own hard drive, uh, just go to a web-based calendar. There are a lot of them out there. Really only my only suggestion, and I think that you'll you'll regret it if you don't use it um, and you try to use a different one, but I would suggest using Google Calendar and sharing your calendar with your virtual assistant, giving her full control to edit and access and change your schedule as much as possible. Now, do I do this yet? No. Uh, so I am a total hypocrite. And of course, uh, we are not unfamiliar with that term. So, um, but yeah, I, this is something that I am eventually going to turn over to my virtual assistant. And I'm going to say, listen, I don't, I don't set any appointments for myself. Everything goes through my VA. I'm looking forward to that day. Currently, I have my VA pretty much book solid with the amount of hours that I've committed so far. So eventually, I am going to turn that over. But um, here's the deal. Turn your Google Calendar over to your virtual assistant and let her plan all the events. Nothing You don't enter anything on there. In fact, if you decide you want to do an event, you want to you put something on your calendar, you look at it and it would be even best if you could actually say, you know what, just send off an email to your virtual assistant saying, hey, I, I, I've made a commitment. I want to do this. And can you put this on my calendar for me? Just let your virtual assistant. Um, and, and if I refer to the virtual assistant as a female, uh, please understand uh, there's probably plenty of male virtual assistants out there. It's just something I'm going to probably do just because my virtual assistant happens to be female. So uh, hopefully you guys will understand that. But anyway, your virtual assistant becomes your gatekeeper. You know, uh, let your virtual assistant um, book your speaking enga- engagements on your calendar. Uh, let her work out the details there. Uh, you you just basically tell your virtual assistant and keep communicating to her what your availability is. Imagine the effectiveness and the efficiency of your life if the only person you had to tell about you know when you're available and when you want to block out an entire section of your week, if you only had to tell one person instead of the 15 people that would come to you over the next week requesting to be put onto your schedule. Uh, well, let your virtual assistant do that for you. Let me give you an example of this. I did actually turn this one over to my client or, to, uh, or over to my VA. Andrea handled this one situation. I had a client that in the past had been, you know, it, basically it had been a real hassle to work with this particular client because this client wasn't just one person. It was a nonprofit organization that I was working with. And it was a nonprofit where everybody there was volunteers. And there were like three people involved in this. And you talk about too many cooks in the kitchen. This was a horrible situation. And of course, they wanted to set up a time with me. And I remember that working with them several months ago. And it just took forever and like 15 emails to get all this stuff worked out. And you know what? It's like they came to me at a second time. And they say, Cliff, we really need your help. And you know what? I did not even respond to the email. I did not respond. I refused to respond. I refused to have any interaction with this. Now, let me tell you, I would never do this for any of my other clients. Well, actually, in the future, I may. But but let me just say this. I have great relationships with 99.999% of all of my clients. To be honest with you, if I did not have a virtual assistant, I would have not taken on the second project for this particular client. It was it was just that bad the first time. And, and when I say bad, it wasn't like a bad, you know, personal experience with these like like I didn't want like working for these types of people. It was just they you talk about some unorganized folks. I mean, it was just wasting my time wasting my time so much so that it would have actually cost me more money to actually schedule something with them than it would have for me 
to actually earn money working for them on their project. It was that bad. So so I got this email asking, you know, just this actually just happened a couple of weeks back. And they said, you know, we want to hire you for another project. Did I respond to the email? No. I forwarded that on to my virtual assistant and then sent her a note saying, hey, let me give you the backstory of what's gone on here. This is the backstory. This is what I'm willing to do for them. This is the only time on my schedule that I am willing to work with them. It doesn't matter if it's next week, two weeks out, three weeks out, this day of the week from these hours, this is all that I'm willing to even offer them as availability on my schedule. Will you work out the details and get it booked for me? I didn't have to worry about anything. Now, it took up about 45 minutes worth of time on my virtual assistant. Now, obviously, that took less than $19 for me to get that appointment booked. Now, here's the thing. I made $300 profit on that project for working with that client for two hours. So, and then, of course, I will say that there was some issue with billing afterwards. Probably cost me another uh, maybe 19 or... uh, you know, it may have cost me an hour and a half worth worth of Andrea's time to follow up on billing. I, I, that may be an exaggeration because guess what? Andrea works and she bills by the minute, you know, so it's it's not like other things. So if she it's she probably it, in all, it might have only taken a maybe, you know, an hour and a half total. But you know what? It, I made three hundred dollars profit. It's three hundred dollars profit. I would have never made had I not had a virtual assistant. And guess what? I was productive while she was on the phone, while she was on hold, while she was, you know, exchanging emails back and forth with these people. I was doing other things and I didn't have to worry about it all. She would just keep me updated and posted on, you know, you know, every other day or so. Let me know how things were going. And when it was scheduled, she let me know it was scheduled. And and if, you know, occasionally the I mean, again, these clients are not my typical clients. I mean, I you email me as a client. I typically try to work with you one on one as much as possible. But when these email clients would email clients would email me, I would actually forward those emails over to Andrea and I'd have her respond with my response. And I just wanted to let these people know that, you know, you can't waste my time. And, and, and when I say can't waste, I, I hope I don't sound. See, this is a this as a business owner, especially a small business owner, uh, solopreneur here. You know, my my brand and my, you know, my relationship with my clients are my word of mouth marketing. Um, this was a concern for me. Uh, and so I will tell you that it was it's difficult. But the, this is a this was a unique scenario where these clients literally took up three hours of my time the first time I worked with them for a two hour project. And I'm sorry, those those three hours uh, that they took up of my time were outside of the two hour project that I did with them. So I basically ended up working for them for five hours and only being able to bill them for two. And so I, I decided that's not happening anymore. And, and I mean, it, and it was a total waste of time. So you get the idea that let your, let your VA be your gatekeeper. Let her take, or, or let her, let your VA take over your calendar. Here's some other things, Joe. Uh, you mentioned your doctoral uh, program. Let your VA do some researching for you. Um, you know, develop, uh, you know, all kinds of things for that program for you that she, you know, he or she can do that. Uh, your VA can re, uh, research speaking engagements, speaking topics, put together outlines for you. Uh, you as a pastor, your your uh, VA can actually research sermon uh, illustrations for you. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, anyway, 
your VA can uh, develop presentations for you. Let's say keynote or PowerPoint presentations. Your VA can put that together for you. Uh, If you're doing these speaking engagements, uh, your VA can book your travel, uh, your hotel and airline tickets. Your VA could track all of your expenses for you. Basically, if you if you buy something, you could actually just uh, email a note over to your VA saying, "Hey, I, 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 you know, here are the five purchases that I made today." Uh, and I don't know if you have a scanner, you can scan the receipts or whatever. You can just put the receipts and file them away, whatever. But have your VA track all that for you. Um, and uh, let's see here, you could have your VA balance your personal checkbook. Uh, you could have your VA. Um, do uh let's see here you could have your va remind you of important events and birthdays and anniversaries uh all kinds of stuff i mean let, let's kids birthday parties you know being dad you know let how about how about you do this how about you how about you tell your wife say listen you know what we're going to throw a birthday party for for so you know one of our kids uh and and you say you know what I, we're going to we're going to we're going to go all out. This is a special event. And then what you do is you turn that over to your virtual assistant and let her do all the research, let her do all the negotiations and let her plan out all the details. And and you know what? You could even have your um uh, virtual assistant when she reminds you of these events, she can go out and buy greeting cards and send them for you to client or well to well actually maybe members of your church, members of your staff. Um, you know, just, oh, I mean, I, I can't begin to tell you because, because here's the deal as a pastor, you've got way too much on your plate. I mean, it, it, I know this, you have way too many things, too many expectations placed upon you. And, and yeah, you should definitely consider a virtual assistant to, 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 to do it all. I mean, to delegate as much as possible. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm already at 30. Wow. I'm already at 33 minutes in this episode. I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up here and just want to say thank you to contemporaryva.com, contemporaryva.com for sponsoring this podcast. If this podcast would not happen if it weren't for their uh, financial support of this program. It's it's a huge benefit and an honor to be able to come here and share with you what I love, what's what's changing my life, what's benefiting me. And uh, if you get a chance, check out contemporaryva.com sometime and uh, see what they have to offer and see if they aren't something that uh, might work out for you. And of course, I'm going to be back. I've got so many more things to cover, so many more questions, but I want your questions. Give me a call today. 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number 859-795-4067. Do you know somebody else out there that probably could make use of a virtual assistant? Would you tell them about virtualassistantpodcast.com? I would love it if you would share the insights that we're sharing here with somebody else that you know, because i tell you what, I really believe that having a virtual assistant can change people's lives, help them become more efficient, more productive. And uh, yeah, make make 2010 the year of delegation for you as well. God bless you all. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then. Until then, join the community, folks. 